0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Allah Akbar. the best. In the name of ala and the name of Allah and the name of Allah and the So the question is, can I ever be like the Prophet wasallam? peace and blessings be upon him. To qualify this question, even though there might be some people here who actually have that question on their minds. But to qualify that question, I'd like to give you a full picture of exactly who the Prophet was. Give you both sides of the story. On one side, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al ahzab is telling us, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ ولكن رَسُولَ اللَّهِ That Muhammad is not like Muhammad sallam is not the father of any one of you. Meaning he's not some just ordinary person. Rather, وَلَكِرْ رَسُولَ الله, Rather he is the messenger of God. And he is the seal of all the Prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an as Imam Suhaib very eloquently detailed, wa la'ala That you most definitely, no doubt about the fact, are on top of, above a very noble, amazing character. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, as Imam Suhaib mentioned, in another place in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the life and the age of the Prophet ﷺ, لَعَمْرُكَ Allah swears by the Prophet sallallahu In Surah Al Ahzab Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says about the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Inna shahidan That most definitely we have sent you as a witness wa mubashshiran and as someone to deliver good news wa nadhiran and as someone to warn Wada ilallahi bi idnihi and as a caller to Allah by His permission, wasirajam Munira and a bright illuminating force of light. That the Prophet enlightened people. He brought guidance to mankind. He delivered it to people's doorsteps. And not only that, but the Prophet ﷺ, even in his character as Imam Suhaib was talking about, and as Imam Umar was explaining through the example of his mother, that it said about the Prophet ﷺ, that when he walked into a room, as he mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ would always smile, but then another sahabi radiAllahu Anhu says, that when the Prophet ﷺ walked into, the, into a room, it's like he lit the room up. He brightened the room. That's who the Prophet ﷺ was. Hassan bin Thabit, a companion of the Prophet Sallallahu who was a poet and he was the, actually the Prophet Sallallahu poet on demand. You know we have like video on demand, he was the Prophet Sallallahu poet on demand. Whenever anybody would write some poetry talking bad about the Prophet talking bad about Islam, the Muslim something, the Prophet Sallallahu would call Hassan and be like, let him have it. And so Hassan radiallahu anhu, looking at the Prophet wasallam, he says, He says that you are more excellent. More excellent than you, my eyes have never seen. I've never seen anything. My eyes have never witnessed anything more excellent, more amazing than you. And... No woman has ever given birth to anyone more beautiful than you. You were created free from any faults or shortcomings. It's as if you were created as you wanted to be created. Even the Prophet of Allah ﷺ tells us himself that he is Sayyidul wa Wal Akhirin. He is the leader of all of humanity from the beginning till the end. Say will be Adam al qiyama he will be the leader of all of the children of Adam, all human beings on the day of resurrection. He is Habibur Rabbil Alameen, he is the beloved of the Lord of all the worlds. So on one side, you see that the Prophet of Allah was unbelievable. He was amazing, he was remarkable, he was mind blowing. That the Prophet of Allah was the most remarkable human being ever. He is the most remarkable of Allah's creation. And so naturally the question occurs, can I be like the Prophet? When you have speakers telling you, this was the akhlaq of the Prophet, this is what the Prophet would do, this is what we need to do. What did the Prophet do and what are we doing today? The question occurs, can I be like the Prophet? Is that fair for you to ask me that? Is it reasonable for you to demand that from me? Just last week I was giving a talk on the seerah to... Uh, to a college crowd, an MSA crowd, and a brother asked me the question just flat out in the session. He's like, I understand what you're talking about. But do you really expect us to be able to be like the prophet? Do you know what I'm dealing with? Do you know what's going on? Do you know all the distractions and all the difficulties and everything else? That's How, how, how difficult that would be for us? How, and, and not even just saying it as an excuse, but saying it, he's the messenger of God. I'm this lowly, filthy piece of trash. Can I be like the Prophet? Is that reasonable? Is that fair? Is that realistic? But we understand. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, surah number 33, ayah number 21, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, kana lakum The words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have preserved this. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, that most definitely without a shred of a doubt, the most excellent role model for you is in the Messenger of God. Peace and blessings be upon Him. That means it is a realistic goal. But that becomes a real goal for us when we understand and learn who the Prophet was. When we begin to read the life of the Prophet some of Imam Swayb talked about, some of Imam Umar mentioned, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi bled. He was a human being at the end of the day, he bled. He was hurt, he was injured. On the day of Uhud, he wasn't immortal. A lot of times when we talk about heroes, you know with the Avengers out right now, that's, that's a lot of times our perception of a hero. It's somebody who flies through the sky with a hammer, right? It's a dude who turns into a big angry green monster. Also known as the Masjid Uncle, right? <laughs> you have a Masjid Uncle who's like the Hulk? I know I do, all right? It's, that's our perception of a hero. That's what happens. So our minds are warped in that sense. But when we read the life of the Prophet we see he is the ultimate hero. But he bled. On the day of Uhud, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was injured, his face was cut very deeply. He was bleeding so bad that they couldn't make the bleeding stop. Ali who went and got a bucket of water and poured it onto the face and the head of the Prophet ﷺ to make him stop bleeding, but the blood kept flowing. And so finally Fatima anha, the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ, came and he was sitting on a straw mat while they were tending to him, they were treating him. And she tore a piece of the mat and she burned it. Until it became like hot ashes. And then she stuffed that into the wounds and then finally the bleeding stopped. He bled. The Prophet ﷺ cried. He cried. He suffered pain. He went through adversity and trouble and difficulty. Anas bin Malik r.a who mentions in the hadith of Bukhari that the Prophet of Allah ﷺ was checking on his son, Ibrahim who was 18 months old. He went to go check on him, and he was sitting with him, and he took him, and he kissed him, and he hugged him, and he was sitting with him. And he says that we came a little while later to the Prophet ﷺ. And Ibrahim was actually sick. And at that point in time, the child was basically dying. The child, Ibrahim, the son of the Prophet ﷺ, was struggling to breathe. And they say that the Prophet ﷺ started to cry. And tears were flowing from his eyes. Abdurrahman bin Auf, radiAllahu anhu, sitting next to the Prophet, and looked at him and said, "Wa anta ya Rasulullah, you cry like this, O Messenger of Allah." The Prophet, said, "Inna ha rahmatun thumma bi biuxra." He said, "Yabna Auf, Inna rahmatun, that this is mercy." And then he followed after that by saying, "Inna la ayna tadma' wa yahzam." That the eye it cries, it sheds tears, and the heart it is in pain. But he said, But we won't say anything except that which is pleasing to our Lord. But I miss you so much, my son. I miss you so much, Ibrahim. The Prophet cried, he suffered through pain. When he was burying his daughter, Ummu Kudthum. When he was burying his daughter, Ummu Kudthum, He was crying. The Prophet ﷺ, one of his grandchildren, one of the grandchildren of the Prophet ﷺ, one of the sons of Zainab, the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ, so the grandson of the Prophet ﷺ. She sent a message to him that your grandson is very very sick and ill. When the Prophet went there, and he held the son, that he held the body of his grandson in his hands, and he cried. And they say that I heard a Sahabi radiallahu anhu who was there with the Prophet. He says that I heard Usama bin Zayd. He says, I heard a sound from the chest of the Prophet that literally it sounded like he was sobbing on the inside. He was shaking and trembling. He was crying so much at the loss of his grandson. So the prophet sallallahu alaihi suffered pain the prophet sallallahu alaihi laughed he had moments of joy he had moments of pl- happiness in his life he had celebrations in his life when he got married he hosted all of his companions for a walima at his house and he was very human we have right now we have trouble we don't humanize the prophet sallallahu we don't understand at a human level who the prophet sallallahu alaihi was he was so human that there are ayat in the Quran that he called everyone over for a walima for a celebration. He just got married. Come on, everybody, party time. And after everybody ate, and after, after everybody, you know had eaten food and everyone was partying, it was such a good party, nobody wanted to leave. So everyone just kept hanging out. And the Prophet wanted everybody to leave. Because he just got married. He wants, you know, he wants to be with his family. He needs some personal time. But nobody's leaving. And he was shy. You know, you don't kick people out of your house. So he didn't say anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to send down ayat in the Quran that, listen, when you go to the house of the Prophet, you've you've been invited to the house of the Prophet, then go. But once you've eaten your food and everything's done, then go. In the, Allah said that you were, you, you were troubling, you were causing trouble to the Prophet but he was shy; he didn't want to say anything. Well, But Allah don't care. Allah will tell you like it is. Get out. Time to go home. That's how human the Prophet Sallallahu was. The Prophet Sallallahu had moments of intimacy, romantic gestures and experiences in his marriage. The beautiful story of Aisha radiAllahu anha watching the, the 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 Africans do their whole display of skill and art, where she 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 stood behind the Prophet ﷺ and kind of perched up on his back and put her face against the face of the Prophet ﷺ and watched. And the narration says he asked her, "Are you done?" She said, "No." Watched a little bit longer. Then he said, "Are you done?" She said, "No." Watched a little bit longer. He said, "Are you done?" She goes, "Yeah, we're good now." You know like when you go to with your wife to the bazaar? And you're carrying bags, are we done? No. Okay, no problem. So next time, do what the Prophet Saladisim did. Alright, no problem dear. Yes, yes ma'am. And you keep walking. Are we done? No. It gets scarier every time. Right? Don't make her angry. But the Prophet ﷺ experienced that in his life. The Prophet ﷺ playing with children, playing with kids. The Prophet ﷺ at the house of his uncle Abbas, one of the babies in the house, he lied down, he would often go in the afternoon time to the house of his uncle Abbas and just eat some food and lay down and just kind of hang out and visit with the family. And there was a baby in the house and he put the baby on his chest and he was bouncing the baby on his chest. The baby started to have a little too much fun and the baby peed on the prophet sallallahu <laughs> yeah that happened to him he that happened to him that's who he was very human that the prophet of allah sallallahu alaihi sallam at home he was always just he, he was involved in at, at home he spent time with his family members he cleaned his own clothes he sewed his own shoes he picked up after himself so the prophet sallallahu alaihi sallam when we read the life of the Prophet when we learn the life of the Prophet yes, he was amazing like I said before. But there was this human side to the Prophet It's this balanced understanding of who the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, was. And when we understand that, we realize we can be like the Prophet We share a lot with the Prophet When we understand this. We, I know a gentleman who is about in his early 30s, has two small children, babies, and his wife passed away. His life fell apart. He didn't know what to think, he didn't know how to make sense of anything. And then I sat down with him, he came to talk to me, I sat down with him and I told him about the passing of Khadija radiallahu anha. And how difficult that was for the Prophet wasallam. And he realized he had a connection with the Messenger of Allah. There's a, there's a family in our community where I live, There's a brother who comes to the masjid every single day. Two to three times a day. Fajr, Maghrib, Isha, every day. And every day in Maghrib or Isha, depending on the season, he would always bring his five-year-old son. Beautiful child. Always comes and goes and asks the imam, how are you doing today imam? Every single day would check on the imam. And then we got a call, a very tragic call late at night one day that he was hit by a car. And we went there, and eventually the boy passed away. He died. The father and the mother not, not, they didn't know what to do. Nothing made sense to them. They were, they were destroyed. So I told them about the Prophet. You know something remarkable? The Prophet had seven children. Six of those children died during the lifetime of the Prophet. He buried six of his own children with his own hands. Can you imagine what that was like? That's who the Prophet ﷺ. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would console the Prophet ﷺ, understanding the human side of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. That when the Prophet ﷺ went through the death of Ibrahim, and it was so tragic for him, the Prophet ﷺ all of a sudden became very happy. And the Sahaba anhum asked him, what happened, O Messenger of Allah? He said that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has just informed me that Ibrahim was still nursing, Ibrahim was still drinking milk when he passed away. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed two women in paradise to continue feeding him and nursing him until he can complete his nursing period. He was consoled by Allah that your baby boy is taken care of, and the Prophet found comfort in that that my baby boy will be alright. This is the human side of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa His concern for humanity had a bleeding heart. He was worried about people, concerned about people. It's a very famous story, the story of Ta'if. When he traveled and he was treated very badly by the people, he was stoned and pelted and he bled. After he bled and finally they left him alone and he bled profusely, he passed out literally from the experience. When he came to his senses, he saw a man serving him. The people in whose garden he had taken refuge, they had a Christian servant by the name of Adas. And they sent him to look after the Prophet ﷺ. When he was serving the Prophet, taking care of him and offered him food and drink and things like that. And the Prophet said, Bismillah. And he said, What did you just say? There's something different about you. You're not like the rest of your people. They don't talk like this. And the Prophet asked him, What's your name? He said, Adaz. He said, Where are you from? He said, I'm from Nainawa. The Prophet said, Really? Do you know Yunus? And he said, Of course we do. It's a famous prophet of God. Very famous man from our town, very blessed man. And he said, He's my brother. He said, How could he be your brother? He said, He's a messenger of God, and so am I. And the man accepted Islam. The Prophet was bleeding, he was unconscious. But he was worried and concerned about another human being and their salvation and their guidance. And them finding their way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is who the Prophet was. So going back to the question at hand: can we be like the Prophet? Can I be like the Prophet? Absolutely. And what are some practical realizations of how we can be like the Prophet The theme of this conference talking about sharia. What is a huge chunk and a big part of our sharia? The teachings of the Prophet Wasallam Is the, as Imam Suhaib talked about, Imam Umar commented, the akhlaq and the character of the Prophet Wasallam. And they told you a lot about the beautiful conduct and character of the Prophet i I'll talk about some of the, just the commonness of the Prophet Wasallam. Being a man of the people. Anas radiallahu anhu says, the Prophet ﷺ used to visit the sick. He would attend funerals. He would ride on a donkey. You know what a donkey is the equivalent of? A donkey is the equivalent of a Honda Civic with different colored doors. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know what I'm talking about. I used to drive one of those bad boys. Alright? I drove it till the door fell off. The Prophet ﷺ used to ride around on a donkey. He accepted the invitations of slaves. Slaves who were property, when they would invite him, oh Messenger of Allah, please come break some bread with me. He would show up and accept their invitation and show up to eat with them. What would a slave eat? What could a slave provide as hospitality? And the Prophet would accept their invitations and show up. The Prophet accepted and attended invitations. Anas, who was his assistant who went everywhere with him, he says that the Prophet accepted invitations where bread made of barley was provided and stale fat, not even meat, but the fat of an animal that had been stale, it was a few days old, would be served. And he would sit there and he would eat it with a smile on his face. Jazakallah, thank you very much. Alhamdulillah, this is awesome. That's who the Prophet ﷺ was. You know, right now a lot of people are struggling financially, economic difficulty, it's tough times. The Prophet ﷺ had pawned an armor that he owned. Some armor that the Prophet ﷺ owned, he had pawned it to a Jewish man for a loan. And Anas radiallahu who says that the Prophet ﷺ for the rest of his life never had enough money to be able to go and get that armor back. He died and that Jewish man still had the armor. Difficult times, financial difficulty. The Prophet of Allah he the Sahaba said that, Anas Radiallahu Anhu says that when then the Prophet of Allah, they say no one was more beloved to the Sahaba than the Prophet Allah. But when he would walk in, they would not stand up because he, they knew he didn't like them to do that. He didn't want them to do that. Anas radiallahu anhu mentions a hadith of the Prophet The Prophet says, Law la That if somebody brought me the, the bone, like the leg bone of an animal, I would accept it as a gift. If somebody brought as a gift the bone of an animal, I would accept it. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. That's who the Prophet was. The Prophet of Allah وسلم, one time a man came to visit the Prophet Aisha, the wife of the Prophet وسلم, was sitting with him. And the Prophet ﷺ told her to basically kind of go inside. because, And just to let her know about the situation, he said, this guy kind of has, you know, he's, he's a little notorious. He's known as a little bit of a troublemaker in his people, so you go ahead and go inside. Then the man came and the Prophet ﷺ spoke to him very nicely, very politely, very gently, like he would talk to any other human being. When the man left, Aisha رضي anha came out and said, you were being really nice and friendly with him. You were being really cool and chill with him. I thought you he said he's a bad man. Why weren't you mean to him? Since he's such a terrible man, the Prophet ﷺ says that as bad as he might be, the worst person is somebody who is rude, who is mean to other people, maybe because of their indecency. Because somebody else has got some problems, when you are bad to that person, that actually makes you the worst person in the room. That's the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. There's a beautiful story, kind of a lengthy story, so I'm going to short. I'm going to shorten it about a man. From the trying to remember the exact name, but there's a Sahabi radhiyallahu anhu who accepted Islam. He came from a faraway tribe. I, Subhanallah, I'm just forgetting the name. But a Sahabi came to accept Islam, and he was a very, very smart man. He was he was very well known for his genius amongst his people. From the tribe of dos. Tufail Tufail radhiyallahu anhu was from the tribe of dos. He came and he accepted Islam. Long story short, he accepted Islam. It's a beautiful story for another day inshallah. When he went back, the Prophet ﷺ taught him for a number of days and sent him back to his people and said, go back and teach your people what I've taught you. He goes back, stays for literally a couple of days and shows back up. When the Prophet ﷺ sees him again, he goes, what are you doing back here? I thought I sent you back to your people to go teach them. He said, oh messenger of Allah, I went there, I gave them the message, they didn't accept, Allah dua Allah destroys these people. That's it. Game over. In fact, you wanna know something very interesting that is very relevant to our times? His exact complaint about his people was, غَلَبَةَ عَلَيْهِمُ الزنا والخمر. He said, fornication and alcohol has taken over these people. Sound familiar? Sound a lot like the society we live in today, fornication and alcohol. So he's complaining about that and saying they're bad people, they're obsessed with fornication and alcohol. I told them the message, they didn't accept it, now may do Allah destroys these people. The Prophet ﷺ raised his hands to make dua. The sahaba who were sitting around, they said, when, this, when we saw the Prophet ﷺ raise his hands to make dua, we said, oh snap. <laughs> Alright? Meaning like, that's it, these people are done. Finished. Poof. They'll be wiped clean off the face of the earth. And then when the Prophet ﷺ opened his mouth, he said, Allah Mahdi. oh son. Oh Allah, give guidance to the people of those. But the story doesn't end there. He then told Tufail, to he goes, now you go back to your people. Now you go back to your people and you preach and teach the message to them and you behave yourself. He said, you learn from me what I do. Serve your people, be good to your people, be kind to your people, be understanding towards your people. And then preach the message. The sahaba radiAllahu Anhum say that we did not see Tufail for another decade. The next time we saw Tufail was the Battle of Khaybar, right after the Battle of Khaybar had ended. And we saw Tufail. Have you ever seen somebody after like 10, 12 years? It's like seeing somebody from another lifetime. He like said, we saw Tufail after a decade. We were like, man, where you been, bro? And they say that we saw that Tufail was coming. And he said, I brought the entire tribe of those with me to accept Islam. That was the Messenger of Allah. Can we be like the Messenger of Allah? Absolutely. The Prophet of Allah, it was not in his nature, Aisha says, to talk indecently, to engage in the use of obscene language. He didn't shout and yell at people. When the Prophet spoke to people, he would turn towards them and speak to them. Forget about speaking at them without looking at them. He wouldn't just turn his head, he would completely turn towards someone and he would speak to them. That's who the Prophet ﷺ was. He would say salam to children in the streets. Children, little kids be running around, he would stop and say salam to every single little child. That's who the Prophet ﷺ was. Can we be like the Messenger of Allah? Absolutely. And the list literally goes on and on and on. And I'll end with this right here. The Prophet of Allah ﷺ, Jabir radiallahu anhu says, that the Prophet ﷺ never said no to the request of a person. Never said no to the request of a person. That's who the Prophet ﷺ was. He cared for people. He loved people. I, mean, I know I'm short on time, but it's just—it's a topic that just never ends. I'll tell you one last little story. Amr bin al says. When the Prophet ﷺ spoke to anyone, he gave them so much attention and love and showered them with so much love and affection, even to the worst person that you could imagine, that the person would basically feel that they were the most special person to the Prophet ﷺ. And so I felt like the Prophet ﷺ doesn't like anybody as much as he likes me. I'm number one on his list, BFF. So he says, I asked the Prophet ﷺ, hey, who do you like better? Me? Abu Bakr (laughs) who do you like better and the Prophet said sorry buddy Abu Bakr and then he's like who me or Umar and he's like you asked me 12 questions Umar and he's like me or Uthman and he's like Uthman and then he goes I actually felt bad about asking the Prophet these questions because I was putting him in a tough spot because he wouldn't lie He was human. He said, yeah, these these people, I've been through the trenches with them. They're my best friends. I mean, I love you. I have the utmost love and affection for you. But that's how real the Prophet was. He was a human being. That was the love of the Prophet That was the kindness of the Prophet Yusuf bin Abdullah bin Salam says that the Prophet ﷺ chose the name Yusuf for me, and he, when my father brought me to him and said, here's my son, what should I name him? He chose the name Yusuf for me, and he sat me in his lap and he rubbed my head. Like, he rubbed my hair. That was the Prophet ﷺ. That's who he was. And the sahaba radhiyallahu anhum, they internalized this, they understood this. And they understood, yes, most definitely we can be like the Prophet ﷺ. An African slave like Bilal, can learn can can aspire to be like the Prophet. ﷺ. A woman like Hind, who lived her entire life up to that point, opposing Islam and the Prophet, ﷺ, could aspire to be like the Prophet Sallallahu A child like like Anas could be like the Prophet. ﷺ. They all understood that. And that's why whenever the Sahaba went anywhere, the theme of this conference, Sharia. Whenever the Sahaba went anywhere, their dawah, their message was very simple. They said three words, "Kunu Be like us. That's all they had to say. And people wanted to be like them. So we most definitely can be like the Messenger wasallam. And what I'll leave you with, what I'll leave you with, that's practically what we can do with this, to be more like the Prophet wasallam. Part of the problem is, we don't even know who the Prophet wasallam is. That's part of the problem. We need to start learning about who the Prophet ﷺ was. Ali bin Hussein bin Ali, who is the great grandson of the Prophet ﷺ. He said that we used to teach the life, the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ to our children and to our communities, like we would teach them surahs from the Qur'an. Imam Bukhari, Imam Bukhari says that my father... That 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 my my uncles rather they would teach me the seerah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi like they would teach us suras from the quran. This is what we need to do. We need to read. We need to learn. We need to understand who Muhammad sallallahu was. We need to learn about his life. And then make an effort to share that with the rest of humanity and go out there and try to live a life of the Prophet ﷺ. So when you leave here today, one very simple sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is to give salams. He emphasizing salam to one another. And the one who starts with the salam is the better one. And the Prophet ﷺ said, when you shake hands before your hands depart, before your hands separate, all your minor sins have been forgiven. The very first thing, turn to the person next to you and say salam. And shake their hand. No brother sister action, okay? (laughs) Try to keep it a little legit, a little kosher, okay? (laughs) Halal. All right? And when you leave here today, show some courtesy. Everyone when they try to leave, there's gonna be a huge line at the elevator. There's gonna be people pushing and shoving through doors. Show some courtesy. Try to conduct yourself with the co- conduct of the Prophet ﷺ. And make it a goal, make it an effort to learn about the life of the Prophet ﷺ. Like Imam Suhaib was recommending, read and study the life of the Prophet ﷺ in your homes, with your family and with your children. Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah give us all the ability to practice everything that was said and heard. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, Subhanakalam.